just want to point you to something this morning as we, before we um, receive the table of the Lord. In Philippians 1.19, it says, Paul said, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. This year, this year, 2022, is going to be called the year of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be called the age of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be a time when we will see the continuation of the book of Acts. Personally, each and every one of us, if you are walking with Bishop Johnson, those of you who are online, as, as you and I walk with the leadership that God provides us through Bishop Johnson, Lady Carolyn, we are going to walk into victory and we're going to know the Lord as our helper. Amen. How many of you need the Lord's help? How many of you need his help? The scripture says, so that we may say the Lord is my helper. Hebrews 13, 6. He says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which comes my what? Help. That's, that's Psalms 121. Then he says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Psalms 10, 14. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Be my helper. Psalms 5410, Psalms 724, behold, God is my helper. We're going to know the Lord as our helper in 2022. What you could not complete in 2021, what you could not complete in 2020, what you could not complete in 2019, 2018, the Lord is going to help us complete in 2022. Amen. We're going to know the Lord as our helper. Amen. Say, the Lord is my help. Say, the Lord is my helper. The Holy Spirit is going to help us in our intercession. The Lord is going to help us prepare for this detox. That's why we have to attend. That's why we're going to attend the uh, class next week because that begins our preparation for the detox. He is going to help us on this fast. I believe God is going to release a grace for us on this fast. Don't resist the grace. Sometimes, you know, when the grace starts resting on you, you start fasting before the fast. When the grace is present, it's like there's an easiness about moving into the fast. Now, your flesh may scream at the fast because it doesn't want to give up food, but I'm, I'm telling you this year, there's something about the combination of fasting and prayer. Fasting, read in the scriptures how many miraculous things broke open because of prayer and fasting. A new reverence for God is going to grip this nation as it is being shaken. A new reverence for the Lord is going to cover this house. An upgrade in anointings personally and corporately will, will take place in our lives. How many of you want to upgrade in your anointing? How many of you want an upgrade in your anointing? That is going to happen this year. How many of you want to experience an upgrade corporately in our anointing together as a family? Amen. That's going to take place this year. 
I wrote this down last night as I was praying. He says, I declared in my word that I hated Esau. God said he hated Esau, but he loved Jacob. Yes, he did. You find that in Malachi, the first chapter, the second verse. He says, I hate, I hated Esau and loved Jacob. He says, I hated Esau because he did not place value on spiritual things, on spiritual inheritance. He did not place value on the anointing. He put his stomach and his appetite, he put his stomach and appetite ahead. He valued his stomach and his appetite more than he valued eternal things. And that's the thing that God wants to change in our lives because many of us have been guilty of preferring our appetites and preferring our appetites, our desires, our cravings above the things of God. Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. How many of us are selling or trading our anointing for a bowl of soup? For something that your body would get rid of in 24 hours. The Lord is saying to us, do not be like Esau by putting your appetites, desires, and stomach before the anointing and the authority I promise to give you. Lastly, in Philippians, the fourth chapter, the fourth through the eighth verse, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. If you don't pray, yes, God knows it, but he has arranged. If you don't pray, it's not going to happen. And he says, let your request be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brother, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. In this time of shaking, how should we conduct ourselves? How many of you know we are living in the midst of a shaking? The whole earth is being shaken right now. The entire earth is being shaken. Nations are being shaken in this season. And the Lord is allowing this shaking to take place even among the nations because he's realigning nations. He's he's reassigning nations. The Lord is allowing the shakings to take place among the nations because he's going to cause the nations to desire him. He's going to cause people to hunger him. He's going to, he is provoking a harvest. So what are we supposed to do in the time of shaking? 
What are we supposed to do in a time of shaking? I mean, seriously, man, you hear everywhere. Oh, uh, you hear about COVID. Man, that's a serious thing. People are sick. But the fear that is provoking, the, the fear, some people cannot even sleep at night. Paranoid about walking and where you're going to go, you know, breathing and, and everything like that. And not on top of that, but then you have the situation with this, the supply chain. Then you have the situation with purchasing property. Then you have the situation with China, with China and Taiwan. You have the situation with Russia and Ukraine. Russia is threatening the United States. Okay, if you do this, we're going to walk into Ukraine, a threatening of a war. Then you have the situation with Taiwan and China, China is saying, hey, we're going to invade Taiwan. Taiwan is taking a stance and the United States is saying, we are not going to allow you to do it. And so you have this scenario taking place among the nations. But the Lord says, rejoice. <laughs> In the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Another translation, he says, that this comes out of Philippians. This is the book the Lord gave Bishop Johnson for Metro in this season. He says, be, uh, another translation, says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. The question is, how can we rejoice in the Lord always, during the pandemic, during the threats of other variants, shifting weather, supply chain issues, the threat of war, volatility, inflation, all these things taking place, a whole city burning up, abnormal weather taking place. Come on, saints. I was ta I've, I've talked to several believers. I said, have you heard about this? And I found out most believers don't even watch news. So we, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> and one of the, the, one of the things that, that, that God is, not that we sit down and digest news 24-7, but, but we need to know how to pray. We need to know how to pray. No longer can we just focus our prayer on our church, and our lives. We have, to, we have to now pray for the nations, the heads of states. We have to now pray. Our church is literally one or two miles from Buckhead. It's part of our territory and all the crime that is taking place there. That is part of our inheritance. That's part of our spiritual inheritance. What's happening in Five Points? What's happening downtown? What's happening in, in uh, um, uh, Midtown? That's part of our inheritance. It's part of our territory. And it's something that God wants you and I, he placed us here for such a time as this. He placed us here so that we would be a warring machine. He placed us here so that he could legislate his purpose for this area. He placed us here so that our prayers and our, our placement would have, have something to do positively with the, the trajectory of the government of Atlanta. So it's not just about 
us. It's about this city. I don't know about you, but it should drive you to your knees to hear about a child being shot. It should drive you to your knees when you hear these things taking place. And it's happening on our watch. I don't want you to, come on, say Maybe I'm just talking to myself. So the question comes, how can we rejoice in the Lord always? First of all, the way that we can rejoice in the Lord always he tells us exactly what to do. Do not be anxious for nothing. He says, do not fret and have anxiety over nothing. My question is this, what does nothing mean? What does nothing mean? Come on, give me the Greek definition of nothing. Come on. <laughs> What is the Greek definition? It means nothing. Man, I kept looking at every translation on this. Nothing is nothing. He says, if you, how do you rejoice always? He says, first of all, do not be anxious for nothing. Worry, you know what worry is? Worry is a divided mind. Worry is to be troubled over something. Worry is to be disturbed. It's for your mind to be pulled in different directions. Man, you know what, man, you got to think about this. You know, some, you know what can really get to you is when something is happening with your child. When something is taking place with your adult child, your teenage child. Man, and you finally come to a place in life where you realize before when they were young, you can control things. But now you don't have that control anymore. You, you could say, you get over here, you get over here, but now they got a mind of their own. And, 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 and then all of a sudden this tension and you're worried and you're worried and you're worried. And oh my God, maybe. And God finally has to bring you to a place where you understand your worry ain't changing nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, I had to put a chain up here. But I want you to think about that, man. You have to think about this. You, 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 I mean, when that thing happens, it gets all in your mind and your bones. Man, you, 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 every thought is, is pulsating regarding with what's happening with that child, what's going on. And I'm here to tell you that your worry doesn't change a thing. Your worry does not move God. I never forget, man, when them people talk, came and told us, man, we, we had to leave our house. Rent that we paid on time. Ahead of time. We were the perfect tenants. And when they told us we had to get out of there, and my son's thigh had been crushed, and we were dealing with that. Oh my God, man! When that happened, man, we, man, we—it was something. And you know something? We had to come to a place. I never forget. In the middle of that trial, when I was talking to Lady Carolyn, she said, "Yule is going to be all right." She just said, "It's going to be all right. It's, it's going to be all right." And uh, we were in the middle of that now. 
Now, if you're not spiritual, somebody says it's going to be all right, you want to stop them. If you're not spiritual. What you mean it's going to be all right? But when she, when she said it's going to be all right, something settled in my heart. I'll never forget it. I never forget that moment. I never forget it. And, it, it, and now you have to understand, nothing looked like it was all right. <laughs> hear me. Hear me when I say nothing. Hear me. Nothing. It was no sign that anything looked all right. Oh, man, you got, you got a son who can't walk. And, oh, man. And so my wife is staying in another place, in another house, and we couldn't put him in the car because he couldn't be transported, and, he, and, they, and they stayed in a ranch. Oh, man, it was, it, it was, it was, but guess what? My worry did not change a thing. I'm going to get it right. My worry did not change a thing. And I'm saying this this morning because some of you need to know that, that those of us who are in leadership, are, uh, we, we deal with stuff. They, we deal with life. Life happens. And the people telling us, man, we got to get out, man. I was imagining us being put on the streets. I ha kept having dreams about us being in this big building, man, and, 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 and that didn't have any doors and windows and, and et cetera. But, but that was worry. And I had to come to a place of peace. See, some of you are dealing with this. I just can't change. Even if I try, I will, be, I will always be stuck. I can never get out of debt. I'm not a good breadwinner. We're going to lose everything. No one really loves me. I, I don't have any gifts. I have nothing to offer. People in my family always struggle with their weight. I never like my body. I can't get close to God. My life sucks. No one cares about me. Everything that's happening in my family, my children, my husband, my wife, it seems like we can't get on the same page. It seems like we're always struggling. It seems like we're always arguing. Will, will our marriage always be this way? Did I marry the right person? Am I going to die from COVID? Am I going to lose my life? Wake up in the middle of the night, you can't breathe. Oh, and you think you're going to die. Do I have COVID? Am I going to die from COVID? Worrying nonstop. How many of you know what I'm talking about here? Just worrying nonstop, man. You're laying in your bed, man. Your mind just running, racing. It's just one thought to another 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 thought. That is spiritual warfare. He says, do not be anxious for nothing. You know, man, the, the thing about it, he says, casting all your care. What does it mean to cast your care? It means to throw it for the Lord what cares for you. Who you are today is a result of your thoughts in the past. Who you become in the future will reflect what you think about today. The battle for your life is won a loss in your mind. I'm going to say this morning, you got to identify the lies the devil is telling you. Things are always going to be this way. That's a lie. 
You haven't been to the future, so you can't say things are always going to be that way. So why would you accept that lie from the enemy? Why would you accept the lie that you can't get a job? What do you mean you can't get a job? Are you saying that God cannot get? Oh, we have to interrogate the thoughts that we have, that we have been just letting land in our minds. He says, do not be anxious for nothing. So what is the antidote for not worrying? He gives it to us here in the scriptures. He said, instead of worry, in everything, say in everything. He says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So he, when he says in everything, what does he mean? He actually means everything, even the small things. In the Greek, everything means all-encompassing. The point the Lord wants to give you and I in this passage, if it concerns you, it concerns God. If it concerns you, it concerns God. From your biggest trouble to your smallest concerns, God wants you to involve him with everything in your life through prayer. He says, in everything by prayer and supplication. So that implies that he wants you and I to involve him with everything in our lives through prayer. Now, the issue is if I don't pray, how can I involve him in everything by prayer? I want you to think about this. If I, can, if I do not pray, how can I involve him in everything by prayer? He didn't say in everything by worry. He says in everything by prayer. That word, he says by supplications. This thing, this, I, I never forget the day my wife and I were driving in the car. We, man... I was about, you know, Bishop Johnson had said, you know, let your wife, the house is the extension of your wife's self-esteem, and, uh, and, and that you should choose the house, you, you know, let your wife, you know, be the one to choose the house. Man, I got to a point, man, y'all don't understand, we were looking, th that thing was about to go out the window. My, being a man stuck up in my mind, we got to have somewhere to live. <laughs> Not about what she loved, we got to have somewhere to live. <laughs> I never forget, I never forget, <laughs> I never forget that. And because um, in my mind, in, in my mind, any true man, the first thing that rise up in your heart, we got, I got to make sure we have something over our heads. And so that was in my mind. But at the same time, it was in my heart, you know, okay, God, you said you'll do this and that. And then I never forget the day we were driving together. And we found a house. We stumbled, how many, you know, we stumbled across a house. We, it, some kind of way, we went to look at this house thinking that this house was going to be the house. Man, and it led us, he said, my wife is showing another house. We got in the car, went around the corner. Now, y'all have to understand, we were, we were about, we saw a house. Man, I signed the contract. I signed the contract, y'all got to understand. Because I, I was concerned, you know, we got to have somewhere to live. And so I turned around, I, I, I turned around, 
And, um, and I looked at my wife's eyes. When she saw that gray paint on the walls and the gray carpet, I just looked at Jane. <laughs> she just, she stood up like this. You can do it if you want to. And, and I'm sitting up there. And we went down in the basement. I said, look at the basement. And then when we went and looked up in the, and looked up in the bedroom, it was some orange color. And, and, but I said, they have a porch outside of the bedroom. I, and she just stood there. Oh, my God. So, so my, my real estate agent said, just in case you all don't find something, y'all got to take, you need that, you know. So she said, you can cancel that contract anytime. So two days later, I, and my, I wasn't settled in my heart because Jane wasn't settled. I wasn't settled. And I was not getting ready to live in a house that we were going to have to have a war over, you know, every, every day. And I was not going to live in a house where I was going to hear her say, you got us into this, you know. But, but anyway, we, we were in this car, and we went driving, and we said, we, we saw the house, and I remember when Jane stood in the house. She stood in the middle of the floor, and it was just like she just let it drink, sink in, and a peace came over her. And, and I knew that this is what she wanted. And so... We were driving in the car and said, Lord, if you are in this, we need you to confirm this. I wanted him to confirm it. And while we were, yet after we, we held hands in the car, prayed, and about a minute or two after we prayed, we got a phone call from, from the folks talking to us about the house. Lord, have mercy. And then that just turned everything around. But you know something, we had to get out of worry. So he says, let everything, supplication. What is a supplication? A supplication describes a request with a special need to be met. It's not just you praying, but you got to have a concrete request. You got to have something specific. Then he says, not only with supplication, but with thanksgiving, let your requests be known. Let your supplications come before the Lord. Let your concrete prayers, your concrete prayers, no vague prayers, but what you exactly want from him. Then he says, with thanksgiving. He didn't say, he said, with thanksgiving. When you bring that petition up, you got to mix some thanksgiving in it. Amen. You got to mix some praise inside of it. Amen. Just like Pastor Tiffany, as she was praying over the offering, she mixed praise and worship. You are great. You are mighty. You are magnificent. You got to mix that in your request. So it's not just you coming rub, rubbing a uh, bottle like he's your genie or your cosmic uh, genie or your bellhop, but you, 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 you're talking about the king of kings. So he says... When you make your request known, you got to mix it with thanksgiving. Thank him for what he has done. Thank him for what he will do. And there's something interesting about thanksgiving because thanksgiving is therapeutic to your emotions. Thanksgiving is the key to multiplication. Thanksgiving, it protects your expectation by keeping your hope alive. My big question is, do you have a prayer life? 
Because you can't let your request be known to God if you don't have a prayer life. <laughs> now, if you tell me you're doing it some other kind of way, you need to let us know. <laughs> See, the interesting thing, if you forget God, if you forget God, you will not talk to him. See, if you forget God, you will not talk to him. And I've been walking with God for a while. God will allow some things to happen in your life to cause you to cry out to him. God is constantly on this move of increasing our faith. If you are enough you will not talk to God. If you are enough. So we got to look at this. Self-sufficiency is the root of prayerlessness. The reason we do not pray is not because it's hard. It's because we are trusting in our own flesh. And that we trust more in what we can do than in what God can do. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. If it's on your mind, then it's on his heart. When Jesus was in the garden, guess what he did? He cried out to Abba, Father. The scripture says the cup came to Jesus. He didn't start pacing in the garden and worrying about what was about to happen. He went to prayer. And then lastly, he says, when we pray, instead of being anxious and worried, the Bible says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And you know what he means by that? He means he means that the peace of God are like soldiers or like sentinels. The peace of God, what is the peace of God? It is the cessation of war. It is order in place of conflict. It is order in place of, of, of chaos. It is inner stability. It is wholeness. It is completeness. It's tranquility of soul unaffected by outward circumstances. When you and I pray, when we pray in supplications and thanksgiving, make our requests known to God, he says, then the peace of God. Say, then the peace of God. Will keep your hearts. And basically, what he's saying, when you do that, the peace of God will come. And the peace of God will stand like a soldier guarding the entrance of your heart and in your mind. And it will not allow the lies of the enemy to come in. Some of us, peace is not standing as a soldier at the entry of your heart and mind. Every day, you need an installment of the peace of God, which comes from our daily praying to God. 
And then he says after that, so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, honorable, beautiful, restful, pure, and holy. How many of you will say today, man, I, man, I, man, I've been dealing with a lot of worry. I've been worrying more than I've been praying. I've been worrying more than I've been praying. I've been worrying about stuff that I can't change in my own strength. I know God is mighty, but I don't know why it's so hard for me to pray. I want to invite you this morning as we share the table of the Lord. I would like for us to come into, we're going to approach the table of the Lord in a different way today. I'd like for our centuries to come and, and those who have been designated to come and pass out the elements. How many of you would say change has to come in my life? What's been blowing my children's minds lately is for when we pray about things and involve them in prayer about things, watching God move on their behalf just the other day my daughter came to me and she's been having a pretty rough season but she said dad God answered that prayer and then she turned around another situation came up in her life and she said she said you know I prayed about this and the Lord came through. And so we put up another prayer together with her. And we're going to watch God do this particular thing for her this week. You got to ask God for wisdom. How many of you know? I, I, I know I'm talking to somebody right now. You can't change them by beating them up. You can't change them by cussing them out. You can't change them by threatening. You can't, you can't, that, that, that's not changing anything. You need wisdom from God. You need wisdom from God. Life for each of us to stand. receive the table of the Lord today sorry about that I
if you could let me have my iPad, I just needed to look at that. Thanks. Thank you. I praise God for my wife, Jane. Give the Lord praise for her today. Amen. It says here this morning, as we receive the table of the Lord, he says in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Jesus? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread, and one body for we are all partakers of that one bread behold Israel after the flesh are they are not they which eat of sacrifices partakers of the altar what shall I say then that the idol is anything or that which is offered to sacrifice to idols is anything but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice they sacrifice to devils and not to God I would not that you have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of the devils. Do not provoke the Lord to jealousy. How many of you, as we received the table of the Lord. How many of you saw yourself today where you worry, where you're stuck in worry? Let me see by the show of your hands. And how many of you will take this journey with Bishop Johnson and Lady Carolyn this month for a spiritual detox? Amen. How many of you say, I, I really need that spiritual detox. I need that cleansing. I need God to do something deep inside of my heart, in my life. How many of you would say, man, I've been, you don't have to raise your hands, but you've been dealing with, Lord, I, I would just like to stop thinking negative thoughts about my spouse, thinking negative thoughts about my husband, thinking negative thoughts about my wife. I would just love to stop arguing. Why do we have to just keep arguing? Why do we have to keep fussing? Why, why, I, I want to get to a place where I don't have to worry any longer about, about my future. I, I, want, I want the Lord, I, I need God to remove everything inside of my thinking that opposes what he wants for me. I, Lord, I, I, I want to come to a place where I know the peace of God, where I know tranquility, where I find joy in worshiping him. How many of you would say that's what you want? And how many of you would admit, how many of you would admit this morning? How many of you would admit Really, I haven't been consistent 
in prayer. I've been hitting and missing. I've been giving God the catalyte prayer. I call the catalyte prayer the prayer when you're praying in the car. You're praying on the way. Or the prayer that you, you pray on the train. But you're getting your time in. But you don't get time to God where you sit down and you lay it all out before him. You lay it all out on the table where you begin to say, Lord, I need you to help me with my marriage. I need you to help me with my job. I need you to help me. I need to know you as my helper. This table, the table of the Lord, is actually the table of blessing. The language regarding the table of the Lord, the table of the Lord is like a spiritual bank of blessing and provision. And as we partake of the table of the Lord this morning, we're asking the Lord to come into my life to help us, to help me. We're covenanting together that we're going to do this together in the month of January. We're going to be cleansed in the spiritual detox. We're going to come together in fasting and prayer. We're going to come together as a family because all of us are dealing with something. All of us are dealing with something. So we're going to come together as a family. And we're going to believe that God, as we come together in fasting and prayer, in preparation for this detox, that there will be such a cleansing that we will be ready to receive everything the Lord wants to give us as a church body in 2022. This bread represents the body of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting about this bread. We are one loaf before the Lord. I want you to see Metro that way. We are one loaf before the Lord. But also his body represents healing and wholeness. I want you to take it. Amen. Jesus called this, excuse me, went down the wrong pipe. Man, amen. Jesus called this the cup of blessing. This cup of blessing represents the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood ratifies the new covenant. Everything. Everything you need from the Lord right now is found in the cup of blessing. Everything, 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 everything. everything. I want you to say that one or two things that you believe in the Lord for in 2022. I want you to repeat that before the Lord right now. Just say it. 
And as you recite what you are believing from him in 2022, I want to pray this prayer. Father, I thank you for the men and women who are standing here right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to move in a spectacular way. I thank you, Lord, for marriages. I thank you, Lord, for marriages. I thank you, Lord, for miraculous marriages, miraculous catches. Lord, even as the bishop has spoken over this house, we thank you, Lord, for miraculous catch husbands and wives we thank you lord for revival breaking forth in families revival breaking forth in marriages we thank you lord for the restoration of marriages where couples are living together but really they are living apart lord they're living as 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 separated people although they're together lord we thank you lord that the enmity will be broken this month in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you're going, to you're going to turn the tides in every home. We thank you, Lord, for the reestablishment of the family altar. We thank you, Lord, for the reestablishment of the family altar. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to give directives even to families regarding, regarding what they should and should not allow their children to watch. Father, we thank you, Lord, that this is a year, Lord, that, that a new cleansing is coming into homes and houses because you're coming to visit homes. You're coming to visit homes in 2022 you're going to come and make a habitation in homes you're going to make houses your lighthouse in communities lord we thank you lord that you're going to begin to cause many nations to stream into our homes you're going to cause our doors to be open to our communities you're going to cause men and women to come to our houses to receive prayer to receive healing for the miraculous lord you're going to cause our eyes to be open to the harvest in a new way you're going to cause men and women to purchase property you're going to cause men and women to buy homes you're going to open doors lord for healing and wholeness you're going to heal incurable disease in 2022 Lord you're going to heal incurable diseases you're going to cause prodigals to come home you're going to cause prodigals to come home you're going to heal mental illness you're going to turn things around and Lord because you're going to do that all of this is included in the cup of blessing all of this is in the cup of blessing drink it now And if you're not afraid to do this, I'd like for you to turn to one person. In some instances, it could be two, three, but really one and two. I'd like for you to come into agreement with them regarding the one thing they've been worrying about. The one thing they've been consumed about in their mind. I want this to be the beginning point where you make the request known to God and you give it to him so his peace can come to you. Amen. Do that right now. Amen. Amen.